welcome to the Mac Gamecast episode 41. I'm John Carr, and today I am here with Lily. How are you? Hello, I am doing well. Awesome. And today will be our uh, part four of our ongoing series, Favorite Games of All Time, or Best Games of All Time. I actually forget what we called it. Um, we'll figure that out later, but Lily is here to regale us with some of her favorite picks. And um, I heard what one of them was, or maybe two, but I don't know all of them, so it'll be a little bit of a uh, surprise to me as well, looking forward to it. Um, it's funny, dang. Oh my lord, I think we've known each other for about ten years now. I just realized. It's been a minute. I was I was actually thinking about that. <laughs> and uh we've you know, we've talked a lot about games just between ourselves over the years, all of all sorts. Um so anyway, it's fun to bring that to uh the public as it were. So uh once again just a quick um uh, recap of this episode format in case anyone listening didn't listen to the previous episodes. Uh, the idea is favorite games or best games of all time has no year limit, platform limit. Um, you know, it's just the kind of games that it doesn't necessarily mean the games we've played the most. It, it's basically the games that we have a favorite memory from or experience or something about the game just we really, really loved, whether it was, you know, could be single player, multiplayer, co-op, whatever it is. You know, in the AAA, it's, you know, there's no limits to the... Uh, to the game picks it's uh just whatever we individually really love to have strong memories of or strong you know favorites of in a given genre or what have you or or, or a series of games um because there's so many trilogies and whatever these days um yeah so with that said i will be quiet and uh leave it over to you what game would you like to talk to talk about first well um Let's go with... Let's start with a Halo first, though. Very um, nice. Kind of... I mean, I guess if we're talking about the series, then the, uh, the Master Chief Collection as a whole would be a good a good pick uh, for, my, for one of my all-time favorites. But specifically, from the uh, Master Chief Collection, I'd say Halo Reach was my favorite. Uh, probably followed closely by Halo 2. Um, so... I know that's not so much of a Mac game, unless I don't know. Is the MCC available for uh, Mac? No, now? but Halo One had a Mac version, and I think the MCC does work through uh, crossover or, or parallels. I'm pretty sure it works through parallels, uh, so it can right. be played. It can be played on Mac, and Halo One had an official Mac port way back in the day, so it's it's legit. Yeah, I do remember um, way back when the Mac was my only source of gaming solace. Um, I do remember playing, like I, I downloaded the Mac port from some website that had uploaded it and playing that for a bit. Because um, I don't think it was it was ever like officially released again after some time. I, I forget exactly what the situation uh, well, was. Well, Gearbox um, helped Microsoft port the original one way back in like 2002 or three. I think Halo 1 came out in 2001, but that was like the console version, and then there was a PC version, and then later a Mac version, uh, the trickle-down yeah. effect. But yeah, you know, that Mac port is long gone because it was never updated to run on yeah. more newer So it was just some reclaimed game files that got updated, and I played that for a bit, but um, when the MCC ended up getting released for PC, I immediately bought it because um, I am a huge Halo fan, but uh, I do not have an Xbox. I have never had an Xbox, actually. Um, 
So most of my Halo experiences were through uh, stealing my cousins or my siblings or whatever and taking their stuff and using that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So when it when it came out for PC, I, I played through all of the uh, all of the the games on there, uh, which is Halo Reach, Halo CE, and then uh, two, three, and four. Um, never never did get Halo Five on there. Um, I believe Halo Five is actually the only Halo game to not have a PC port. Um, that is correct. For reasons unknown, because yeah. Halo Infinite, of course, is out. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if if I were to guess, I'd say it's because Halo Five was probably the least popular of the Halos, so they probably just didn't see the money in it. But I did hear something about that, so um, yeah. which is a shame because I did want to play it at least for keeping track on the story because I I mostly play the single player for the story. I watched it all on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is fair. That is that is a a valid way of getting the same story fix. Um but yeah, so from the MCC though, I'd say Reach has always been my favorite. Um probably because it feels the most um it feels the most like that is your character's story, like y- you get your own um your your character has um his or her, because you can play as as either um, armor that you can you can customize your armor and then have it in like actually in the game in the cutscenes, um, which is pretty cool. Not that Master Chief story isn't excellent, which it is, but I've I've always been an RPG type of of gamer, so having my own character, even though you can't really control their actions, you know they they do whatever the story dictates. But it's still visually like distinct, and I can kind of say, yeah, that is that is my character. Um, from that from that storytelling point of view, that was pretty good. And then obviously the gameplay, it was among the newer. Um, Halo Four did come out after it, so it's not the newest, but among the newer games in the MCC. Um, though actually, with Halo 2's, um anniversary release, I think the graphics are are comparable but but halo reach did have um you know the better graphics the better gameplay as far as i was concerned um within the mcc uh not counting halo 4 because halo 4 also wasn't great um and then the story just i don't know that whole lot pause but you're still fighting until the end type deal i think you know that that type of story like you know the uh, the thermopylae type story the last stand the you know the glorious last stand is always compelling yeah uh, it kind of storytelling tug, tugs at the heartstrings a little bit yeah. especially you know military type like yourself probably an extra layer there um, yeah but uh, i've uh, i read because uh, there's so many halo novels too so the fall of reach was, I don't know, my gosh, I read the book probably in the early 2000s or 2005 or six or something. And it was actually, I read a bunch of other Halo books. I don't really remember them. They're like extended Master Chief Universe stuff with like his team, yeah. Kelly, and I forget the other guy. Um, I forget exactly where in the timeline they fell. But anyway, The Reach was the book I always went back to and kept rereading 
even though I, you know, even though, of course, you always know the ending, I mean, after reading it once, obviously, but there's something about that particular element, like you said, like the glorious last stand, the heroic, like, sacrifice to try and, like, yeah. help other people escape the planet or, you know, uh, it just always was like, yeah, it was very compelling, like you said, uh, even long before I played the game or even knew they would make a game of of the Fall of Reach. So, uh, it's, yeah. you know, it's a pivotal moment in the, like, Halo timeline, but... Yeah, uh, just has a lot of cool characters, um, and I think uh, I did play through the game. I did buy. I I think I just bought Reach, and then later bought the whole MCC because they they were releasing them in little like chunks, like one by one for like ten bucks or something, which is also great because in the end the whole collection isn't even expensive, you know, because it gives you so many games. But um, yeah, Reach, Reach was really cool, like you said. The story is fixed, but that you can add a little of your own flavor with like your armor, your colors, or your um, whatever it was. I don't know if you can do like armor patterns. I kind of forget, but uh, definitely uh, gives you enough. Like, yeah, that's me. That's my guy or my gal. Um, yeah. In the, in the story, so that's fun. It is really neat, you know. Since you brought up the the book, it it ties together. Like, you're not seeing the same story. You're seeing a different viewpoint of that story, but then you get like glimpses of like the books um, or like locations and places in the books, like uh, new Alexandria, um, the whole, the whole mission around that. Right. So there's, there was a lot of lore, you know, and storytelling that, that came into play there. And it was really, really neat to see. And it was cool to have like a team of Spartans as well that you can oh, yeah. cooperate with and that are in the story or you can play in co-op mode. And um, yeah, that's pretty cool, too, because, you know, again, like you said, the Master Chief, you know, really the, ma- the main Master Chief story arc is Halo 1, 2 and 3. I know he's also in 4 and 5, but I almost consider them s- like they continue the story, but they really are a separate arc. They're also not made yeah. by Bungie. They're made by 343 Studios. Um <laughs> Yeah, so the Halo, the Halo, uh, sorry, the Master Chief arc is fun, but it's also kind of lonely. Although, of course, Cortana is your main companion there, but um, yeah, it, there's something really fun about having like a squad of of, uh, of Spartans in Reach. You know, that was yeah, that was fun. Some camaraderie. They did do a good job of making each one of them feel um, distinct, even though you only really get to get to interact with them in a limited capacity. Um, obviously it's not a true RPG, so there's no, like, there's no side quests or anything like that. You know, <laughs> you don't, you don't stop the game to, to go, to go talk to them or anything like that. But, um, just the interactions you get with them in the time you do have with them, you can tell, like, yes, each one of them have their own personalities and have their own, uh, styles and quirks and everything. And, it was a real, um, it was a real welcome change. I feel from the sort of stoic, uh, robotic Spart- uh, Spartan depiction we had seen so far. Like, um, not not bashing John or anything, but you know he's uh, he's very much like kind of a a gruff and and quiet type 
person yeah, and it's a little flat on the emotions you know <laughs> yeah and i think everyone just kind of assumed even though it says in lore like you know spartans are people like yes they're you know sure they're they're kidnapped as children and trained their whole lives to be <laughs> genetically enhanced super soldiers but um you know they're not like space marines you know like they right. they have emotions they have um you know wants and and friendships and all that and getting to see that was pretty neat um yeah it really it humanized good, them in a, in a fun way in a good way yeah and it and it made made their losses all the more compelling like uh um i think the the one that hit hit me the hardest the first time i played through was cat just getting uh spoiler alert which i mean frankly it's it's been long enough this shouldn't you shouldn't need spoilers um but uh cat getting sniped like just out of the blue and it's like well yeah sometimes sometimes that's how it goes you know not everyone's gonna have the the heroic last stand like like uh carter or or uh george you know like going out in a blaze of glory sometimes one lucky shot from the enemy or unlucky shot rather and you're that's it story's over i agree that one stood out to me as well i was like no i liked her yeah <laughs> yeah that one, and that one was like it was so sudden and right exactly. yeah it, it, that one hit harder for that reason like you kind of you kind of got the build up with george and and i think everyone knew um you know, because it is reached, like, yeah, most of these Spartans are going to die. Most of the characters are going to die. I was surprised not all of them died because, you know, Jun ended up surviving because he uh, he got sent to escort Halsey. So he he ended up surviving the fall of Reach. But he's uh, he was unique in that in that matter. And every every other Spartan. On your team ends up dying, you end up dying. And I think yeah. lore wise, like almost every spartan that was on reach uh ended up dying yeah in that, I, I in believe, that battle i believe in the book everyone eats it although it's been a long time since i read it um yeah but yeah basically approximately what you said is definitely accurate just about everyone with a couple ex maybe just a few exceptions um made it off so yeah it's like tragic heroic what's funny is even their squad name is noble team <laughs> in the game yeah and yeah they are noble they're like the the I mean Spartans are generally heroic in general, but these guys are like extra heroic. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. Like the hero heroes among heroes, I don't know. They're just they're pretty damn cool. Um holding yeah. the line in, in the face of impossible odds. Yeah. And you know, again, not to like I don't I don't think we, it's fair to like compare them to John, uh John Spartan, the Master Chief. But um, you know, he kind of has a particular he does a lot of you know badass stuff um and he's obviously putting his life on the line but he has like a lot of plot armor as well yeah you know like you kind of know you like you're fine even when you're in danger so reach has this element of like tangible uncertainty throughout the whole thing um you're not yeah you're not really sure who's gonna make it who's not um you know including your own character so that adds like yeah a real like uh, real extra story impact, extra gameplay impact, like what you're doing, and especially the music. Oh man, so good! You know. Oh sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's like almost like mournful, and you know. You, I mean, you, I feel the music of the whole series is that way. Like, like they, 
they got it with the music. They did. It's true. I think Halo music is probably some of the stuff that's been kept in my computer the longest in terms of like game soundtracks. Probably the mm-hmm. yeah, I would say easily the longest. The I mean, like in terms of true soundtracks, I mean, I've had like the marathon theme in my computer forever. But that's literally it's just like a one minute clip that you know it's not yeah. like a soundtrack, but like Halo's soundtracks have lived in my computer since the first one. Um, you know, later I didn't play Halo two and three. Well, that's not true. I played Halo two on PC, but uh, on a friend's PC way back. Um, but you know, of course, Halo three I just ended watching on YouTube at the time. But yeah, the music has always just been killer, totally stellar. Yeah. Um, yeah. They really, they really know how to invoke the emotion of yeah. everything that's going on. It's excellent, stand out. Um, Yes, <clears throat> pardon me. So Reach, Reach is phenomenal. Uh, and then you mentioned Halo 2 as your next um, favorite entry. So what is it about Halo 2 to you that stands out over Halo 1 or Halo 3? Um, I think, again, it would come down to the world building and the lore and everything. Um, getting to see a different side of the Covenant and the Sanghili and, and that entire um, dynamic. And then, of course, the... Uh, <laughs> the flipping of the uh of the whole power structure and the elites eventually coming over to humanity's side like that was just like the build up was was just fantastic um what was the I guy's say, name he played he was like the something the arbiter the arbiter the okay. yeah yeah i'd say that um the way that story was set up was was is probably the the primary reason obviously gameplay wise every halo game is kind of the same you know they each have their own quirks like halo reach has the dmr halo ce has the god pistol <laughs> uh, halo 2 has uh, dual wielding you know hmm. um i don't know halo 3 is kind of just halo 2 but um, each uh, each game has its own has its own little little bits and pieces that make it unique so um but overall um, the gameplay is mostly the same, um, but I think uh, Halo Two having something about the balancing just feels nice with Halo Two. Um, so I, I like the gameplay, obviously, and the story just really, really solidified it. Yeah, Halo Two was pretty cool. Um, the early PC port that I played, I recall being very console-y and like floaty and kind of annoying on the controls. Uh, I believe that's mm-hmm. better in the MCC version. Um, but yeah, the graphics were really cool, even though there was almost a certain flatness to them. It was a little strange, but the graphics were good at the time. Um, yeah. Story well, so was epic, though. Yeah, for sure. I can't be super shallow and, and cite graphics as one of the main reasons, but uh, the graphics were on the on the anniversary edition are are just fantastic um it it almost makes it look like it's it it came out um i won't say recently but a lot earlier than it did which i guess it is like it was a a a, uh, graphical what's the word like a not a remaster but enhanced you know they, they yeah an enhancement they went back and they they improved a lot of the graphics. There's actually a neat thing you can do in uh, CE and two in the uh, in the MCC version of the game. Um, if you press Tab when you're in a cutscene or you're in a uh, in a location like live in the game, 
it'll switch between the old graphics and the new graphics. So you can literally, like, do an immediate comparison of, like, hey, this is how it looked like before. Here's how it looks like now. Isn't this so much better? (laughs) That's fun. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Halo, Halo 2 did some cool stuff. The dual wielding was fun. Uh, the level, like, the scope of the game really expanded. Suddenly you're, like, fighting a real war. Like, you're always fighting a war in Halo, but the scale was suddenly, like, in your face. I, I think you're in New Mombasa yeah. or something in the first Yeah, New Mombasa. Numbasa, sorry. And the whole thing's under attack and getting bombed and destroyed, and you're zooming around in warthogs. And yeah. you're, like, in a literal city with, like, buildings everywhere and bridges and roads <laughs> and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, yeah, so they, the and they really the nailed yeah. each environment. Um, like in when you're in the space area, like when you're on the space station, you can see like all these all these ships duking it out around you. Um, the city area, like you were talking about, like it feels like you're in a city. You know, there's like close quarters combat. There's snipers like in really annoying spots. I think okay. the. Uh, the jackal sniper is like literally about to say that oh the jackal sniper (laughs) universally hated enemy yeah with those with those beam rifles uh especially on the harder difficulties exactly Um, yeah um but yeah no like like just everything about halo 2 the ambiance and the uh the environments it's it's really it's really well done nice I had um, Halo One as one of my favorite games on the list, um, and I have pl- I did play Reach, I did play um, Halo Two. I don't think I played Halo Three. I think I might have played Odia Firefight, or, or did that make it to PC? ODST Firefight, I forget. Um, yeah, ODST is it's part of the MCC as well. Right, because some some of my memories fuzzy on this because I like I said I literally watched all of this like on YouTube and Twitch like. Like full game playthroughs, like hundred percent, and then later played some of these games. Some of my memories are like intermingled with one or the other, and I'm like, wait, did yeah. I play that or just watch it? <laughs> um, no, I feel I feel that with some of the uh, some of the console games. Um, but similar to for the reasons in another episode, I picked The Witcher One as my favorite game. It's not the best Witcher game. And Halo 1 is among one of the favorite Halo games, but I, I think a lot of people also favor, like, Reach or Halo 2 or 3, especially for multiplayer yeah. stuff. Like, later on, the multiplayer got way better, even though I love Halo 1's multiplayer. But uh, I pick Halo 1 for the reason because it was the first. Kind of like how the first Assassin's Creed is one of my favorites, but it's far from the best Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. But it's the one that got it started. It introduced it to the world, and it was just totally brand new and revolutionary in its own way. Um, Halo 1 as well, it was just the kind of gameplay and the first time, you know, um, landing on the ring and the, and the views and the music and kind of the, you know, you know, the, the shooter combat, you know, like this sort of pseudo open worldy ground based. I say open world because some of the maps are quite large and you can kind of roam around and do whatever you had objectives, yeah. but, um, you know, or just, you know, you get dropped in on a ship with a beach assault. It was just, you know, okay, it's not oh, like yeah. Normandy D-Day, but it's like, okay, suddenly you're Master Chief and you're in power armor and you have all these cool guns. But, oh, you have a gun limit and, you know, you have uh, a pretty interesting story. And it was just the whole package was something really brand new at the time. You know, took the gaming world by storm, starting with the Xbox, later PC. Um, 
Yeah, I so, can't argue with that. And I just played it so many times from pretty much all the difficulties, uh, worked my way up, did manage one playthrough on Legendary, which took forever. Um, I think the library was the worst, though, on Legendary. Um, that was a grind. All the flood in the library and the waves. Yeah. So, you know, there's some, like, design quirks. Like, yeah, this level should have been a lot shorter. And <laughs> um, But, yeah, again, being Or the fact that... <laughs> Half the game is just mirrored of the first half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, being introduced to the Flood the first time is hella creepy. Um, oh, yeah. You know, just all this, like, fun first-time stuff. That's why I pick Halo 1. The later series obviously refined it, expanded it, you know, took the story in really cool new directions. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the collaboration or friendship or whatever you want to call it between Master Chief and Cortana and, yeah, all the, uh, all the stuff with the Covenant and Really cool stuff. Um, but yeah, Halo 1 is a special place in my heart for that reason. It also happened to have a Mac version, which was cool. Um, once again, Halo 1 multiplayer, I got to play not a lot of, but some of. I mostly played a lot of like local, co- not club, local PvP. And occasionally, at the time, I had terrible internet, so I didn't get to play much online. But um, And yeah. then I got into Red versus Blue, and then I got into the book. So Halo 1 was like this gateway into this whole like Halo world for me. It was the gateway drug. <laughs> yeah. Um, that I just really enjoyed for uh, just, I can't remember how many years. Um, so I'm not playing Halo actively now, though I didn't, I didn't play the anniversary edition. So you're talking about them makes me want to uh, go check those out because I have the whole collection. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, just love Halo, love the world. Um, and I think it's, um, you know, it's it's a legendary series for good reason. Um, at oh, least yeah. the earlier earlier ones, Halo Four and Five, I think were less popular, um, but still, you know, a lot of people bought and played them. Halo's still being made. We have a Halo Infinite. Um, yeah, which I'm I'm still working on the story on that one. Oh, nice. So you are playing through it. Yeah, so far not sure where it ranks. Um, it's definitely got some some misses, but it's also got some hits. I I. You know, I, I know the grappling hook is like a uh, a touchy subject for some people, but I personally <laughs> love it. Like, there's just there's just something really nice about like, oh hey, see that guy over there? I'm just gonna latch onto him with my grappling hook, go flying towards him, and punch him in the face. Like it's it's so uh it's just so fun. It's just it's just pure fun. I like grappling hooks in games, so I would enjoy it. Um, I don't have um, infinite single player. I've played some of the multiplayer. Which is pretty darn good, especially for a free to play. I think it's free to play, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, I think multiplayer is all free. Yeah, it is, um, and that's cool. You know, it's more Halo. Um, it's definitely not the most popular Halo, um, but you know, I'm glad they're still making Halo. And um, yeah, I'm curious if you know. Um, basically, I mean, Halo Infinite kind of gave you the idea, like it would almost be the last in last one. It would just kind of go on forever. It's in the name, just release new content or something, but. I do hope, because um, Infinite, aren't you back to playing Master Chief? Yep. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, mild story spoilers, isn't Cortana now, like, all rogue AI and everything? Is that an in Infinite, or what's the story? Yeah, that happens in 5. I think that oh, happens that's in towards... 5. That's yeah. true. That's in 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I remember I, I, I watched the storyline, because I, I could not play it, because I did not have a console. Um, but I, I believe that that happens partway through Halo 5 where she just kind of 
goes off the deep end. And- no, you're right. That is huh? five. And maybe it started even in four, I forget. But yeah, it's five mostly. Yeah. And so there's actually kind of like an AI civil war because some some AI are like answering Cortana's call and, and going over to her side and waging war on the organics. And then um, others are are like staying with the UNSC or whoever made them. And, um, I think there's also like dumb AI versus smart AI and stuff like that. So right. definitely a, it's a strange twist in the story. Um, mm. I, I don't think it's a bad one. I think it actually, it was well set up from Halo 2 even with how, um, with how she was left on high charity and how that affected her. Yeah. Um, but it definitely definitely caught some people off guard. Well, it's like John and Cortana are like the team up. It's almost like them against the world in a lot of instances. So to kind of turn them against mm-hmm. each other, I think felt almost like a betrayal or or something. I think like done well enough. It's a, it can be it's a solid story beat done well enough, and I think it was done well enough. Uh, it could have been better. Could have been worse. Um, and of course to get reunited later anyway, right? Um, yeah. For, um, in, in a way, in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's a, uh, there's still, I haven't played all the way through infinite, but you kind of come across a Cortana, almost like a clone of her. Like, yeah, it's like a, a, a junior version of her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little, it's a little strange, but it's what's happening. Um, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then she, she and you are our team. And then I, I think the original Cortana is going to get involved again somehow, but it hasn't been. I have not reached that part yet. I, I have heard right. tell of it, but I do not know what exactly happens. You know, to be fair, um, like it's pretty uncommon for a series that has several games to really like maintain the story quality. You know, Halo 1, 2, 3, real solid. Um, Reach, it was a standalone, really solid Mm-hmm. Um, but they also had, I think, some written material to work off of. It's not the same. It's not a copy of the book, but they had, like, a real setup already. I think that helped flesh out the story and characters of the actual game. Um, Firefight was, what is it? Sergeant Johnson. Um, um always, ODST, you mean? Yeah, sorry, that's what I mean. Yeah, uh, ODST I, I, had um, Bucky. Right, Bucky. He, this Sergeant Johnson, I think, in it, and everyone always likes him. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean Johnson was there as like a background character. I think like, right. you think he kind of shows up in a cutscene, right? Um, so yeah, then you but then you're back to like Master Chief and Cortana. Like here we go again for like Halo Four, Halo Five, Halo Infinite. Um, I'm not trying to give an excuse that oh like they couldn't have made a better game or a better story because you know people can't. Yeah. But uh, I do give them a little slack. Like how much how fresh can they keep this? in game four, in game five, in game six. Like, they're going to run out of steam. Yeah. It kind of happens to, like, the best. Well, and of... I think there's also... It's it's um, it's a, it's a phenomenon I've been noticing kind of across every genre, but people just love to nitpick nowadays, you know? Like, like... And, and actually, I don't know if it's a nowadays sort of thing. It's It's been happening for every... Um, every like popular especially sci-fi um right. star wars is a good good example i like to use 
Because I remember when, uh, you know, the, the, when the prequels came out, right? Because that, that, was, that was my childhood, was the uh, prequels, episode one, two, and three. They came right. out and everyone was like, oh my god, it's so bad. Like, they're ruining Darth Vader. They're ruining uh, Luke Skywalker's origin story. Like, they're... The Clone Wars was supposed to be this nebulous thing, and they made it like a CGI war. And it's like, okay, man, like you're just, you're just digging at everything here. And then, <laughs> but then, but then we move to the next installment, right? And all of a sudden, everyone's looking at the prequels, like, wow, look at how they did the prequel. See, that's how it was done, right? The sequels are trash. Like they're just <laughs> recycling, recycling the the. Uh, the 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 original trilogy and they're and they're uh they're turning it into a cgi battle and they're ruining luke skywalker's origin story i'm like you are saying the exact same things that people said about the prequels and i bet if you went back to the 80s you'd find the same people saying saying shit about the original trilogy like oh man empire at war or not empire at war that's a video game <laughs> empire strikes back empire strikes back was terrible they left it on a cliffhanger they shouldn't have done it that way it's like Every every time, I guarantee it. Every every time something comes out, people will go ham about it. And then you're not, you're not wrong. There's a lot of emotional fandom. Um, I think that's inevitable when something is popular and beloved. Yeah, because you, you'll have the polarizing experience. This is the best movie or game entry ever. Oh, this is the worst. Yeah, you're so dumb. You know, yada yada. Yeah. yada. Oh, why did the devs or the writers or whatever? Why they do this thing? And um, no, it's true. And, you're not wrong. And it really comes down to, you know, people, people, I think, just need to understand, like, the story you have in your head of what is to come next. It's not always going to be the story that actually gets written. Right. And is there a better way of telling stories? Sure. Like, you can you can rewrite any story a dozen times over with different endings and different pathways and and. Some of those will be better than others, but at the end of the day, like you, you got to respect the writers. Like this is what they came up with, and it's not, it's not like you, you can't just wave your hands and say, "Oh, well, the writers only did it because of you know something, something corporate pressure, wokeness, or or whatever." You know, like like just right. insert insert something here of like, "Oh, the writers didn't really do what they wanted to." It's like. Well, can you prove that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe the writers just 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 wrote a good story in their eyes, and you're just finding ways to nitpick it. Yeah, but it's true. Know. the The nitpicky, the polarization has increased. I think it's a lot to do with just the internet, social media, forums, like politics. more reliance <laughs> on them. Yeah, politics and uh, people just enjoy. Um, arguing i guess maybe it's just the age oh, we yeah. live in oh the yeah. age of the age of quarrel or whatever i don't know um the age of aggression <laughs> yeah yeah so you can't escape I, I, that unfortunately to a degree I, I i would say so um you know especially um i i like to say that i i like fulfill the minority bingo in a sense, like, you know, being a woman online, um, being a minority religion, um, right. minority sexuality, you know, half Indian, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, of, of stuff that I see that I'm like, y you can't just point your finger and go, oh, they only wrote that character in because woke, you know, like, right. Um, I think, uh, 
God, I was playing Last of Us 2, I think it was. Um, or not playing it, but I was watching it. Yeah. And I remember seeing a lot of flack about, what's her name? Abby, I think it was. I think so. And it's like, well, she's, she's like just unrealistic for a woman. Like, no, no woman is that strong. I'm like, listen, man, I'm in the army. I, I can tell you there are some women that are absolutely that muscular. Like that, like, just, <laughs> just get off your high horse and accept that, like, just because you're not as buff as she is doesn't mean that the game is unrealistic. You just need to stop <laughs> gaming so much and go and work out. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, for sure. Um, certain certain games or stories elicit more controversy than others. Some for good reason, I think some for no reason, like what you just said. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's some nonsense. Um, but, you know, you're, you're a lot more of a, like, grounded and reasonable person you know yeah um, uh, you have obviously your likes and your preferences and things you love and hate and whatever like anyone um but you're not like some overreactive troll or whatever which is a lot of these people <laughs> yeah <laughs> online you i know? mean and and it 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 goes both ways as well you know where some people are like oh well why why is there no women protagonist in this story and it's like well i mean we're playing good like I don't know what's what's a good example. Um, uh, there was there was this uh, medieval game I was playing. Um, I forget the name of it now, but it's like you know some games like that. It's like yeah, you can't you can't write in a historical um, RPG about a a wandering knight and and make the character like a a uh, minority race, minority gender. Um, minority religion whatever you know because uh, like kingdom comes the story is maybe or something yes that's the one um but you know you're 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 a knight in europe like yeah you're you're probably a guy you're probably christian you're probably straight that's yeah. just how it was back then it'd be a real dissonance and that's where you go to fantasy and then you can be whatever you want or sci-fi yeah. and what have you and you could and be- then like you talk about witcher we have yen siri we have um you know that the the whole Thing of the elves versus the humans and all that. And it's like that now you have all these themes right. that you were looking for. You just have to look in the right spot. And yeah, not every medium can cater to every every identity. Yeah, and I don't think it should because then we lose uh, some uniqueness. Yeah, it's like it's like should all food taste the same or or whatever? Yeah. Like the same idea. It's like no, there should be distinct you know, uh, flavors and, and tastes. And that should be true, I think, in entertainment. And it broadly is. Though there's definitely... I mean, this is like... This could probably be its own podcast show altogether. Um, oh, yeah. But So this is a bit of a tangent, but nonetheless kind of related. Um, that, yeah, like all games should have all the same story setting or options. It's like, well, maybe they want to tell a particular story about a man or a woman or a, or a minority or this or that or whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. pick, pick your pick your range, and they do. And, and people are making more and more games of different kinds of stories and different kinds of identities and different kinds of settings. Um, and the best know. part about that is that if that identity doesn't speak to you, you can just not play the game. Exactly. <laughs> it's um, not that hard. Yeah, and that's um, the, yeah, and people are like, it's like you really want to complain this hard about this game when there's like a thousand other games you could play that yeah. you wouldn't complain about like come on <laughs> yeah it's it's just people being ridiculous and dramatic and 
dramatic. Yes, it's, dramatic. It is video. what it is. Drama llamas. It's my niece. Uh, niece likes yeah. to say. Drama llamas. I, she she's I, ten I like and uh, she has a llama, and the name is the No Drama Llama. A little she has a little like <laughs> stuffed llama thing. So no That's drama llama. Yeah, it's it's great. I love it. Um, so that interest, very interesting discussion aside, and I'd actually like to talk more about it, but this is the favorite games episode. So do you have, um, do you have, uh, another game you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, I think you mentioned Assassin's Creed. Um, I'm not, yes. I'm not of the same opinion in that the first one is always my favorite. Um, just cause I don't know. I guess, um, I like I like having having favorites that are more um, more down the line, I guess. Right. Um, but for me, that one, this one might be a controversial pick. Um, and to be fair, um, the the new RPG style um, Assassin's Creeds have have split the fan base. Um, right. But I really really liked Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, it definitely did not have the same play style as the earlier Assassin's Creeds. Um, like I would, I would still say Brotherhood and Two are a. I, I'd tie them for second, um, just because I loved Ezio's storyline, um, yeah. and I loved, uh, I loved um, the the gameplay of that. Um, it, it definitely, it definitely had some of the strongest gameplay in the series. But um, Odyssey, I feel, just had a a excellent story. Um, it just it tied together myths. It tied together history. Um, such a cool historical time period as well with the Peloponnesian War, um, Sparta and the um, and their league versus the Delian League and Athens. Um, I am I am a Phil historian right now because I can't remember the name of the Spartan League. I think it was I think it was just the Peloponnesian League. Um but it it is it is a very um it's a very compelling storyline and uh, there's there's a whole lot of elements like you have family and the war and and obviously the mythology underlining everything. It is just such a cool, um, cool story. Um, the gameplay, like I said, RPG Assassin's Creed definitely has its weaknesses. Um, there were parts of the gameplay I did not like. I, I really despise the leveling system. Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me that um, I can one-shot an Athenian soldier with a headshot from my bow in one area, and then I go over, and it's the same model, it's the same enemy type, but all of a sudden I can't uh, headshot this Athenian soldier anymore because he is arbitrarily, you know, level twenty four and I'm still level seventeen or whatever, you know. And it's like, right that that bit definitely could be improved on. But that aside, um, I loved a lot about Assassin's Creed um, Odyssey. Yeah, Odyssey is really cool. I mean, I think I mean Origins was the first one, the Egypt Egyptian one, which I didn't play, but you know, I watched bits of. That was the first one that introduced the RPG system. Odyssey mm-hmm. took it further, and then Valhalla really went even further. Um, I played like three to four hours of Odyssey. Incredibly cool. I love Greek mythology. It's my favorite like mythology ever, like bar none. Even though you know uh, 
Nordic mythology is really cool. Indian mythology is hella cool. That isn't used enough in games at all, honestly. Uh, extremely rarely, which I think is a shame, uh, but that's a different discussion. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a whole layer of West versus East right there. It that's is, a... it is. Uh, just a quick aside, uh, the one that I, I did enjoy was in Borderlands 3. The siren was inspired by, like, Shiva, I think. The, like, mm-hmm. the whole, and even the names of her skill trees and stuff. Anyway, that was cool. That was a nice reference. Yeah. And she's Indian, so that was really fun. But, um, anyway... Yeah, uh, the RPG systems, I mean, I think there's definitely some things that are uh, divisive. Um, I think they're incredible games, um, and, but they're they're like spin-offs. They aren't Assassin's Creed. They're Assassin's Creed with like ex- like heavy RPG elements. So it, it's like, well, what, what do you want? Do you want that more like fixed, you know, experience of old school? Basically, it's like old school versus new. You know, it's the Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, Revelation, Assassin's Creed 3, or going back to Black Flag, which is one of my favorites. Um, oh, I love probably. Black if Flag, I had to pick, If I had to pick a, the non-RPG one, Black Flag, hands down. Just so, so good. I wish they would, like, remaster it or something. Um, for the newer ones, my pick would be Valhalla, but that's, that's, that's frankly, it's because it's the only one I bought. <laughs> I mean, fair. Odyssey. Also, you're um, wrong. Yeah. Um, but that's because I like. I, I guess I was really in a Viking mood at the time. I mean, I've always liked Viking stuff for games. Yeah. Um, oh, interestingly, the main character from Odyssey makes an appearance in uh, in Valhalla. Yes, uh, uh, Cassandra, I believe. Cassandra. Yeah. Yes. Yes. As well, spoilers, story spoilers, but she's like yes. <laughs> some. She's someone important, very important. Um, but no, I think Odyssey is. Um, Really, I think Odyssey, Odyssey in a way is cooler than Valhalla just because of its historical setting and the war and everything going on and all that, mm-hmm. like the Peloponnesian War, like what you were talking about. Um, and, you know, a, like a semi-reasonable realization of Greek, Greece life at the time. And they even have this whole like photo story mode thing you can download where there's no combat and you can just roam the world. I think it's free. And oh, it's yeah. Like it's something from Ubisoft. So... Um, and I think that's really cool. Like, you can have this game that is essentially very, obviously, combat-focused, violence and everything, but then they've took taken the time to make this mode where you can just wander around the world because the world is very cool, and it's vast, and there's all sorts of settings and caves and oceans and towns and people, and, like, it's just fun. It's just kind of cool to wander around the world. Um, and obviously, the game has heavy fictional elements, but they do base it in his, these historical like wars and settings and that yeah, i think is really cool and assassin's creed's always done that assassin's creed one was the third crusade uh Ezio's was italian renaissance wherever you say that then they went to like civil war uh or american revolution and, and i mean in um sac3 black fad black oh my god black flag i'm sorry my braces still cause me to talk weird sometimes you know the golden age oh, piracy um and then they had like French Revolution, and then you had like Victorian England, and like I think it was Cripes. Was that World War One? Maybe I kind of forget in Syndicate. But yeah, they just did really cool settings um, for Assassin's Creed. I still I would rate the setting of Odyssey higher than Valhalla, even though I've just played Valhalla, so I can say I prefer it. But that's more like yeah. from a gameplay point of view. From a setting point of view, I think Odyssey kills it. Like. Really, really cool. 
Yeah, um, I, I would I would definitely agree. Yeah. So you said you weren't super fond of the leveling system on Odyssey or the or the or the whatever. So what did you really love about it, like specifically? Um. So even though when when the leveling system did not interfere with it, I really really liked the combat system. Um. The way you could kind of build your character and choose a focus of like, um, of like, um, you're being more bow focused or assassin focused or, um, or melee focused. And then you have all these different abilities, um, that are, that are really cool. Like the, still one of, one of the, one of the best. Uh, feelings is when you Sparta kick someone off a high point in, <laughs> in Assassin's Creed Odyssey and just insta kill oh, them. Um, it's just there's there's a lot of fun things about the gameplay, and the, when the level system isn't a detriment, it feels very very nice. Um, I only wish that the uh, there was a little bit more emphasis on the um, assassin part of Assassin's Creed. Um, maybe not having that be its own tree and change that with more like, you know, a or, you know, split the melee tree and have it be like heavy melee versus light melee of like, you know, the the spears and the, the, the pole arms and stuff versus, you know, swords and daggers. And then just having the assassin part of it be its own thing of... You know, hey, you snuck up behind someone, and congratulations, you assassinated them. You assassinated them because that's what the game's about. You know, this is Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah. Quick aside, I remember from when I was playing, like what you're talking about—the level system interfering. You sneak up on someone, you jump on them over the rock or the the wall or whatever it is, and you stab them like in the head or neck, and then you get off them, and then they stand up. It's like what the shit. Like, yeah, I just I just ran the knife through this guy's face, and he's fine. He's at like half health. Like it's like the dissonance is so weird. Um, yeah, and that that's okay for like a regular combat, like the sword or the bow or whatever. Um, but I do agree. Like I wished um, basically like stealth kills, regardless. But that, I guess that's the problem because then you could go to areas with high level enemies, stealth kill them, and like get super leveled because you get like a bazillion XP for killing them. So it's like there's these dumb game reasons mechanical reasons that you can't like do the thing you should be able to do it's just yeah it's it's unfortunate but um when it works it really works and it's and it's incredible (laughs) but the stealth stuff but that's that's the thing the stealth stuff is the most lost in the newer rpg game systems um i i think they improved that in valhalla but it's still the least effective way to play the game Mm-hmm. Um, especially in Valhalla because they expanded the combat system and the weapons and all this stuff compared to even Odyssey. But um, plus, you're a Viking. Are you really supposed to be sneaking around like on some roof trying to stab a guy? Like run in there with an axe and you know hit him in the face? Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, exactly. Doesn't, like, like thematically, it's also like huh? Um, yeah. So a few a few issues. Um, the but yeah, incredible. I, I would pick again. I, I was only picking one just because it got started. I would never replay it today. I would never yeah. <laughs> even recommend it to anyone. Just, but I also part of it um, why I liked it is because of its setting, and they never revisited that. Um, and you know, you played as as a Muslim, um, Altair, if that's how you say his mm-hmm. name. Um, it was in the Third Crusade, and you weren't just like the Christian knight hero guy. Um, 
it was yeah. more interesting than that. So I really appreciate the game for that. And you can explore Jerusalem, and I forget what other cities. And it's like, oh, this is really cool. Like this is this is an unusual main character in an unusual setting. Yeah, in the, in, or, or from the perspective of that character, when most of the media around it's always from the other side. Like I don't know, in the movie Kingdom of Heaven or whatever. Um, yeah, I think so that's, uh, if, that's why I liked it mostly. If Assassin's Creed One came out today, I I think it would have very mixed reactions i think a lot of people would would say like oh they're pandering and it's, it's you know all that because because they're making the the christians the bad people and all that it's like, right but it yeah. was it was very i'd say it was a bold move actually to have the templars who historically they were not good people right like <laughs> historically yeah. they were they committed some atrocities um but having them be the bad guys when in the modern common person's understanding of the templars and the and the and then crusades is that it was this this crusade against evil you know like that right. sort of thing is is it, it was a bold move definitely even for that bold. time yeah you know but yeah like the environments are really sparse the combat's super minimal but it really was all about the stealth and that's that's what got it fun. And of course, the later games really refined that. Especially AC two suddenly had whole like cities of people, and it was like, whoa, you could really yeah. blend in the crowds, and it was it was incredibly cool. Um, yeah. So the what is the next game? Assassin's Creed Mirage, um, which is yeah, featuring um, the guy from Valhalla. So once again, you're playing like a Middle Eastern guy. I forget his name. Uh, some name I probably can't pronounce, but. Apparently, but, I don't think it has any RPG systems. It's like a throwback yeah, it, game. Yeah, it's uh, it's going back to the original. And then they said there's only one more. Ubisoft said there's only one RPG style game planned, and that's the Japan one. And then they're done with the RPG style. That's reportedly that's that's what I heard. Um, to be fair, that's probably my most like hyped hyped AC game is the Japan one. I'm like, oh my god. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Um, yeah, just because I love the whole like Japanese uh, historical whatever combat period stuff is is really fun setting. And I think yeah, I'm sure. Would, oh, sorry. Would, would be good. No, I'm just I'm saying. I think it's. <clears throat> I mean, it's been rumored. I think for like ten years or something. Like I think yeah. in the Japan one, like it's been kind of been around forever. But I I'm think sure it'll make it's going to be a Ghost of Tsushima type deal where. Mm. Um, you have the whole like samurai versus like the samurai path versus the um sneaky um ninja or whatever type ninja thing. style path i at least that's what my so my gut tells me i'm not sure how that'll actually play out but right we we shall see <laughs> yeah yeah no assassin's creed is just fun i mean <laughs> my buddy always just called it ass creed uh, which yeah. I was kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's which like I it's, it's the out, most but... common video game joke. You just throw in a throw in a, cur- a curse word in there, like like ass effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, Miranda. I mean, come on. Um, I mean, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't believe somebody made a mod for the legendary edition that restored like the butt shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You gotta have it, you know. Uh, I, I'm not like necessarily against it. I just think it's a riot. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, Assassin's Creed, really cool. Uh, I haven't played every game in the series. I own a few I haven't played because I got them for free on Epic, like Syndicate, 
which is funny. I always, you know, I kind of almost want to go back and play it. I say go back because I got it like years ago. Um, mostly because you play as twins and I am a twin. So, and of course, you know, you have siblings who are twins. Um, so I just love this idea and especially the twins are one's a male and one's a female and that I relate to very much because of my sister and sister fraternal fraternal. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, the, the London setting, I've always enjoyed like that setting for games, movies, books, whatever. It's a fun, a fun sort of period. Um, so <clears throat> there's it's mostly just because of like a backlog thing i always have something else to play but now oh, that we're talking that. about it i almost want to like go back and play syndicate um yeah. you know so we'll see but yeah Assassin's creed is i think pretty much always a good time i mean my issue with the newer rpg games like valhalla i gotta be honest i didn't finish valhalla not because it wasn't interesting because there's so much game there they yeah. crammed like I feel it's like five games in one. I don't mean separate games. I mean, the game is so freaking big. Like, mm-hmm. I'd already played like 40 hours, which is quite a lot of time. And I was like 40, 30, 40% the way through the story. And I mostly was doing the main story. I was like, oh my God, I can't play this game like another 100 hours. Not because yeah. it wasn't interesting, but my um, my gaming preferences have changed. Like, I only want to play a certain game so much, no matter how much I love it. Um, and then they almost have this whole other game within a game. You can go into the the dream world, and you're playing as like Odin and um and um oh my god, whatever, whatever the name of the the god's realm is. And that's like a whole like twenty thirty hour thing in there. It's literally like an entire game within the game, and it's all optional. It's just like oh my, it's like it's insane how much content there is stuffed into Valhalla and the amount of things you can do. And it's really cool. It's fun to build up your town and recruit people, and you can go on raids and obviously do the main story and. There's tons of thrilling stuff, and uh, the skill tree's fun. It's uh, it's a lot more um, broader than Odyssey's was, um, and the combat's just bonkers fun, honestly, because it's so yeah. variable, um, especially once you get some levels. Um, I remember speaking of the level thing, it's, it definitely rears its head less. It definitely it does here and there because so what Odyssey had the um I think mercenary system who like hunted you down was it the mercenary system Yeah, yeah, and if you like did overt things they would they would assign more and more mercenaries to hunt you down and it was it right. was like so a Valhalla sliding scale has the like elite templar system same idea um yeah. so some of them were you know you stumble onto them and they're high level and yeah you sit there shooting them with like 10,000 arrows you know because yeah. they're way higher level than you and uh <laughs> so I'd want to encounter just... like that all yeah. of a sudden your swords are just completely dull and and yeah. you you got too drunk and now you can't swing because you're just sitting there hitting the same guy over and over and over and over. And it's I just like, I, oh my god. Yeah. I think I caught Come on, one. There's like, a limit here. I, I just, uh, they were like a spear shield wielder. So I picked off the like weaker cronies for the main guy. I, I probably fought him for like 10 minutes. Just, I yeah. think I was shooting him with poison or something and that eventually killed him. Um, but for the most part, um, I think Valhalla is better on that leveling regard. And if I, I'm fairly sure you can stealth kill just about everyone. I don't think it has that Odyssey issue, from what I recall. But some enemies can't be stealth. Like, you jump them, and they, like, shrug you off. And I think that's how they get around that. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it was the same way in Odyssey. Like, you could, you could try to assassinate, quote-unquote, some of the bosses. And then, you know, your right. character would jump up there and stab them but then they'd they'd shrug you off and it's like oh you did like a quarter or half their health 
in right. damage because you got that assassination move off, but now they're now they're alert and fighting you and all that, and it's like, okay, well, at least it, at least there is an in-game animation type deal that that reflects that, right? Um, yeah, I didn't play enough of Odyssey to know um, like how epic it gets. I know I know you can participate in some bigger war scenes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I got to shout out to Valhalla; just has some incredibly epic like castle siege set pieces. Like you're going in at night with this whole fleet of ships, and the music's all the Viking like chanting and drums, and there's fire arrows and ballistas flying at you, and ships are sinking, and you're storming the castle and fighting all over the walls and the gates, and it's just it's like cool as hell. Um, honestly, it's just just really darn really darn good, especially with the upgraded combat mechanics. Um, it's just just a blast because you can play yeah. kind of whoever whoever you want. Um, even barehanded or run around with two shields or wield a sword or an axe or a dagger <laughs> or a spear or heavier weapons and you have like special abilities i don't you had you had abilities in odyssey as well yeah. um but you can do some really i don't think the kick is in in this one but you have like a charge you can charge people and like ta- grapple them kind of but you keep running with them so you can like run them off cliffs or into walls and stuff um or you can jump on someone and just start like pounding their face in and headbutt them. Yeah, you did get like a grappling hook thing and whip people around. So I remember I went to, to find some like uh, Draugr guy um, in Valhalla, and he was up in like some snowy mountaintop. He was really hard to find. But I got like a like a. The game's also split into regions. We have the like Norse region, and then you have the England region in Valhalla, and you can later travel around between them. Anyway. Um, this guy was like, I don't know, level 200 or something insane. And he was left over. So this is, um, like if you watch the show Vikings or whatever, or just know your history, like Ragnar Lothbrook. So in the game Valhalla, he's referenced, but he's already like passed away. He's come and gone, but he's left his legend and he has, he's like legendary followers who for some reason are like these hermit guys hiding around like remote parts of the map. (laughs) So you can go and find them anyway. I found this guy just for the heck of it. I'm like, there's no way I can beat him because he's way too high level. And he was also defensive. He had like a giant ass shield and armor. So he would be mm-hmm. hard anyway. So we were squaring, you know, you have this whole conversation with him. You don't just show up and fight him. You talk to him for a while and this and that. And, uh, you know, they're just looking for basically for somebody to beat them. They're like these warriors who are so good. Nobody could beat them. So their wish is for someone to defeat them kind of a thing. Which, you know, isn't uh, unbelievable. But um, the hilarious part is, so I get up there, I'm like, all right, this guy's going to kick my ass. And um, I threw my grappling hook at him, and you can choose the direction. So I'm like, well, we're right next to a cliff. So I just yeeted him off the cliff, and he fell like a thousand feet and died. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I I love it when that happens. I did not expect that to work at all. I assumed he would just like block the grappling hook or something. Um, anyway, it was, it was like this hilarious, like anticlimactic moment for me. And then I had to go find his body to recover his stuff. But anyway, I don't want to ramble on about, um, Valhalla, but yeah, Assassin's Creed, it's really split between the old and the new, and there's a bunch of great games in the old. If you like the new style, I think any of them are good. It's more like pick your setting. Well, do you want to be, you know, in, in the, uh, time of the Pharaohs of Egypt, or do you want to be in like the Spartan war stuff, or do you want to be like Viking invasion of England? Like take your pick. They're all great games. They're well regarded by the fans. Um, it's more like means the fans who enjoy the new systems, you know, it's like, so pick your setting basically. Yeah. And, um, it's definitely, 
It's got its ups and downs. Um, I think overall, c- for consistency, the older um, the older Assassin's Creeds, you can't go wrong with them. Um, right. And I always have a blast anytime I play Brotherhood or mm. two or four. Um, those would those would be up there for me. Um, Agreed. But the only reason I put Odyssey as number one, really, it, it really is just the story and the setting. Like, just as a historian, um, I love I love studying the classics. Um, you know, Greece, ancient Greece, ancient Rome. Those two regions are just like really fascinating to me. So getting to see that, and obviously, it's not a one to one. Um, you know, the combat is very, you know, it's very arcadey compared to what what a, what an actual Hoplite army would do, right? <laughs> um, you know, even in those those open battles or like when you're when you're playing in uh, in those historical battles, even like the Battle of Pilos, uh, for example, you know, it's it's like you got you got guys with swords and spears like running around fighting single combat like duels and stuff, and it's like this isn't, you know, that isn't how that worked. Like, <laughs> um, but realistically, right, you're not gonna have a fun <laughs> a fun uh, gaming experience. Like, it works for some strategy games, right? Like you have Total War Rome and stuff like that, where right. you're in these nice and neat um, formations that you can command. But if you're if you're just playing as a single person running around on the field out there. And everyone's in these nice stacked hoplite shield walls and everything. It's like it's probably not going to be the best gaming experience. So I can forgive them for that. Um, but getting to see like the the modeling of Athens, which Ubisoft like did such a good job with recreating. Um, obviously, it's a scaled down version, but just recreating how that's how it would have looked and how it would have appeared that. Um, some historians actually reference Assassin's Creed Odyssey in their works. Um, oh wow! And the whole reason they made that photo Moju talked about was at at the request of um, more than a few historians who were like, "Yeah, we we want to use this to show off because it is such a good model of how it would have looked." Um, probably one of the best models um, that exist. So it's it's it is just. For the time period, I cannot I cannot compare it to uh, to and Brotherhood just because of that alone. Um, but that Absolutely, that is a personal yeah. a personal. Uh, no, I agree. Um, Brotherhood was one of my all time favorites too. For the older like if the older ones, I know I talked about number one, but like actual gameplay and like yeah the like enjoying the game side of it, uh, Brotherhood is for me like the mm-hmm. peak of the the uh, the old school ones. Uh, yeah, and I'm well, not gonna lie, yeah. I played so much Brotherhood. Like I, I went out of my way. I got the that the that armor, um, like the super rare armor that you had to do a bunch of challenges mm. to unlock. Like I just, yeah. I went out of my way. Yeah, like I loved that game. Some like wolf armors or something. I kind of forget. Yeah, it's like a Roman themed wolf right. style armor. Right. Some like children of Romulus or something. I kind of forget. Yeah. That that yeah. sounds right. Um. Just talking a little bit about Black Flag, I mean, like, Black Black Flag is almost not an Assassin's Creed game. It is an Assassin's Creed game, but it's so different than every other one. It's, like, almost a complete standalone, like, spinoff entry with really no, 
relation to the other ones other than the fact that they stuck Assassin's Creed in the name and it has a couple like Templar versus Assassin's thing but it's it's in terms of like the story that is the like it's most in the background compared to any of the other games I've played it's mm-hmm. like 90% pirate 10% whatever other stuff and the other games are not in that same ratio um it's really interesting. It's really, it's really, it's more of a like pirate simulator almost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's a really unique Assassin's Creed game, but it's, I once again I almost hesitate to call it an Assassin's Creed game because that carries a certain amount of not what's whatever setting, expectation, gameplay even, and it, it shares some similarities, but it's very very unique as a game. And I wish they would remaster it or make a new one because I think it's incredible. So, like, if I was forced to say, well, what's your favorite Assassin's Creed game? It'd probably be Black Flag. But to me, it's like it's not in the same line as the other games. So I would just separate it and be like, I really enjoy Black Flag. It's a really cool pirate game. You know. You can be yeah. sneaky, stabby, but you're really meant to be just this seafaring, sailing, swashbuckling pirate person. You know, like, that's the game. Not, like, assassins and shadows and Templar versus blah, blah. Like, that's all so in the background in Black Flag. So I don't really consider it a Assassin's Creed game, quote-unquote. It just happens to be called one <laughs> and shares yeah, a couple and- similarities. I think Assassin's Creed 4 is in in a similar boat to me as um Assassin's Creed Odyssey for that reason because it's 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 not really about the assassins but it also kind of is tangentially and it's in the same series but it you know it's it it occupies this strange middle area um between the storylines and and <clears throat> I I enjoy it and I definitely love it, um, but it 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 won't ever really be on the same scale as as like the way I consider two and Brotherhood and and uh, uh, God right. what was it Revelations to be mm-hmm. like yeah um because that I think the titular Assassin's Creed experience is is that right you got you got two you got Brotherhood you got Revelations you got three. Yeah. Um, and then one is there, but it's kind of on the more um, archaic side. Like yeah. they hadn't really figured out all the systems, and there's not as much <laughs> yeah. world building. Um, and then yeah. four is where you start going into like, okay, it, it is Assassin's Creed, but it's it's different, um, right? And it kind of goes back and forth over the next few games. Obviously, the RPG origins, uh, Odyssey, and Valhalla are just a, a, the, the most egregious departure um, from the that original formula, but I think four is definitely where you start to see it. Yeah, just out of curiosity, I was looking at um, Metacritic ratings. Not that they're the all in all or anything, but so Odyssey scored higher with critics than Valhalla, but. The user's score is way higher for Valhalla than for Odyssey, which I find odd, like like way higher, uh, which I found was odd because I know Odyssey. Well, this is again, Metacritic isn't like the main hub of all user reviews. In fact, I think it's mostly meant to aggregate critic reviews. So in that sense, user score, I think, is faulty. If you were to go to like Steam or something, that's probably better. Um, Yeah. But I just found it odd that there was this discrepancy. Um. Part of that reason is because uh, 
people probably tend to just like Vikings a little more, like like as in in pop culture or whatever. It's more popular. Yeah, it's like it, it, Vikings are are like the more standard, not not standard, but like more common cultural um, sort of genre, I guess. Like, there's more popularity around Vikings versus um, versus the ancient Greeks. You're um, not wrong. You're not wrong. So I think maybe it was more popular for that reason. Because realistically, like, having having played, I, I have not played all of Valhalla. I, I just never had the time to finish it. But like gameplay wise, they're very very similar. Um, so I don't know. I guess Valhalla did have some better RPG elements compared to um, compared to Odyssey. Like you were talking about the battles. The battles are definitely uh, better um, in in terms of how they're how they're displayed and you know the cinematics of it. Um, the combat system, I think, was a little better. So yeah, maybe maybe there's more to it than just that. But to yeah, me personally, I, mean, I, I mean, think uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I I still have a special place in my heart for any like Greek Odyssey or you know that related stuff. Like one of the main board games I'm playing right now is called Aeon Trespass Odyssey, and it's all this like you're the Argonauts, but it's like with a sci-fi twist, and it's almost like Greek punk <laughs> board yeah. game world, but you're still running around fighting with like spears and swords but it's all this like greek mythology stuff with a little like slight sci-fi twist to it so it's i i really do love the setting um and uh i enjoy enjoy mucking around with it but yeah assassin's creed's a good time and we'll see what they i mean we already know the next two games mirage and uh well we don't know the name of the japan one we just know what's happening um but yeah assassin's mm-hmm. creed is a good time assassin's creed one no assassin's creed two and brotherhood were on mac way back in the day and that was the only yeah. ones officially ported, but it's really easy these days to play them on Mac, whether it's crossover, parallels. I think they're all available on GeForce now for streaming, like every single one of them, because all of Ubisoft's catalog is, as far as I know. Like, it's not it's not hard these days to play the Assassin's Creed games on Mac. Um, you know, you just wouldn't play them, you know, quote-unquote natively. Um, that's all. But pretty easy to play them these days and, and a good time. Yeah. Um, so that's Assassin's Creed. Um, let's see. I don't actually know how long we've been recording. <laughs> I think it's been a. I think it's been a little bit. It's 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 been a while. Um, because I'm not using our usual recording room, which has a timer. Um, I'm pretty sure it's been well over an hour. Um, yeah. we could wrap it up here unless you have another game you really want to like. We're inspired to talk about right now. Otherwise, uh, we can do that next time. It's up to you. Um, you know, I think it is better to save the rest for another day. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. No, this has been a lengthy, lengthy show, but I had a great time. Loved hearing about your, some of your favorite games, which coincidentally were some of my favorite games. Um, they weren't always necessarily on my list, but they're like really strong, high up there. Great memories, great experiences. So love love to hear about it so um all right everyone thanks for listening lily thanks for coming on and regaling us with your awesome gaming memories and experiences and uh we'll be back another time uh to continue so thanks for listening and see you next time